Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Is this place haunted? Is it? <laughs> it might be. I don't know. <laughs> How are you, Lauren? Oh, I'm good, actually. Um, did you see that? By the way, you didn't comment on it. Did you see that picture that I sent you this morning of the what turned out to be a bag in my room? Oh, did I not respond to it? Maybe I no. responded. Uh, I was like, oh my God, what the hell is that? It was the... Oh, because I... The classic shape on the bottom of your bed that looks like a person standing. I know I absolutely shot myself. I was like proper like, oh my god. Um, but yeah. Um, how was your Halloween, by the way? My Halloween was very good. Um, I've shared mm-hmm. it on our Insta that I dressed up as somebody from the Purge. Um oh, is, is that what that is? I didn't realise. It's from the Purge. So I got like a toy chainsaw, as you do. But for the photos, mm-hmm. they were like, let's just hold real knives. So, <laughs> I was just standing with a, like a real knife in my hand, and I was like, "Fuck, I am far too clumsy to touch, like to touch myself with it, <laughs> trust myself with it." Jesus, Jesus, so, I got turned. Uh, so I was like, every time, and then I had people around here for pre's, and they were getting more photos, and I was like, "Fuck, what if I fall and like stab someone?" And then I obviously took it too far in my own head, and I was like, "This could end up like a true crime podcast episode." Make me like nobody's nobody knows except. Olivia, what really happened that night? Did she kill them? Did she not? Anyway. <laughs> so I was like, do not actually, fall with a knife in your hand. <laughs> I actually did think in my head when you showed me the picture, I was like, is that a real knife? I was like, truly, this is this is health and safety going mad. Or whatever. Were you like, um, stab someone? I was like, get it down. Obviously, oh I didn't God. take a real knife out with me, but the more drunk I got, the more I was like, oh my God, like holding the knife with like face down with two hands like oh my gosh for the photos I was so scared I was gonna fall and like stab someone by accident 
but you didn't thank god yeah no I didn't we all good but um it was so funny so a few girls came over and obviously like we were dressed up for Halloween and we were getting photos and I was like the mean girl mum taking photos of them I got up stood on this chair so they had a good angle from above and I was like you're doing beauty <laughs> so it looked fabulous so anybody listening you're welcome yeah I didn't actually do anything particular um well at the weekend I met my nephew for the first time he's so cute like unbelievable um did it make you broody? and then it did make me broody actually I was like purely gonna steal him away and so I met him and Sunday I didn't do anything and then so last night um, my mum came over um my mum does this thing now where I'll like say oh you coming over with her and then she'll go haha or like not not respond normally and then just turn up later in the day <laughs> I'm like I didn't even know you were coming um so mum came over last night um and we basically watched this program called it's called the devil's hour on prime and it's really really good like I'm really enjoying it but it's gone like it's like it's kind of like ghost psychic like all these like it's like multi-dimensions and all this other type of stuff's going on murder but then I'm on episode five now I think because we, we binged it last night and um do you know that way where you just don't know where it's going to go because it sort of sort of started going a bit mental you're like mm. like so I'm hoping it resolves itself but it's like it was really good it was really scary at some point it's like my mum was literally like hold, she was doing oh this like god. watching her with her, with her hands over her eyes and I was like oh my god so I've not even heard of it I think it's quite good you should watch it um and I obviously had the pumpkins out last night and I was like I was expecting loads of geysers um and I had we had like two, two or three geysers and then my stepdaughter's friends came over and I just gave them double sweets there um I was like take take more sweets kids um and then that was it there was like so I only had like four visits last night and I had two tubs of sweets Wash, you've got extra sweets that's terrible I know because I'm like a I'm a real because I know because when I used to take Leah out around where I'm from <laughs> um basically the like everyone's really tight do you know what I mean like we've got like mm. most people close their doors whereas I was like proper like I'm not gonna be like that like I'm no. gonna be like really generous with the kids that come around so so I did that so yeah it was good it was really when good. I have a child Halloween they are gonna be terrified I'm gonna make the house Everywhere is going to be haunted house theme. Um, and I'm going to have sweets everywhere. But have you ever heard the story? I can't remember if it was the 70s, but this guy, he put something in the Halloween sweets and put them outside to kill the kids. I have heard of that. Is it in America? Yeah, of course. Obviously. <laughs> Where well, else? Let's, let's Where guess, else would they do that? Let's guess Florida. Florida man. Yeah, let's do the thing. Um, but yeah, I had a I had a really nice Halloween. Um, but the haunted house was really good, and there was like this. They had this rocking horse set up with this dead doll that was like, and it was just rocking back and forward. So obviously oh some bangers came on, and I went up and started lap dancing it. I was like, what? Why am I like that? <laughs> Why would that go through your mind? So I've got all these photos of me and my pal like going like like this, <laughs> it's like like riding <laughs> on this rocking chair. And everyone was like, and, and then we could just keep, keep getting everyone to slut drop. Um, nice. One thing you know about me is that I don't really drink. Like, I genuinely don't really drink. Mm. So when no, I do, don't. it fucking it hits me hard. 
So yeah. I, I only really feel better today. But also, I got drunk really quite quickly. So um, the next thing you know, I, when I looked at my phone the next day, I had to delete a lot of texts for the sake of my ego. Oh, God. There's quite a few. What to... Was there really? Oh, my God. Oh, there was. There... It's so bad. Jesus, so babes. I know, just I'm a bit everyone so bad. <laughs> nah, not when I'm drunk. But, um, I'm only joking. I know you're not like that either. No, I'm definitely not. I mean, I was doing that, and then 15 minutes later, I was like, should we go and get chips? <laughs> yeah, totally. So we went and got chips. And then, so I was with like a, like a mix of like uh, kiwis and kind of Brits. And we were mm-hmm. from this place and I was, they had chips and cheese. And I was like, could I have chips, cheese and curry sauce? Like, do you do that? Let's have a wee taste at home. And then my friend went, are you making that up? And I was like, you are offending an entire na- nation of Brits here. And I'm making up cheese, curry sauce. Did they have it though? They they did it for me. But so they, they also, it yeah, wasn't on the menu. They priced it for you. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. I um, I had that at the weekend as well because my friend actually, I, I tell a lie, my friend came over on, on Saturday night and we got a Chinese delivery, and we got the works. It was fucking fantastic. Lauren, you it. have no idea how jealous I am because one thing severely lacking in going under a decent fucking Chinese. It's what every every to that's moved over here is like. All the one is Chinese. One of them has got one of them. I met was from Largs, um, mm-hmm. and she was like, "My mum sent me over like a British care package, and she sent me the powdered Chinese curry sauce." <gasps> so I can actually make stuff because it's just so, so good in here. Me and my friend Jessie, who I met out here, really wanted Chinese one night, and she's Irish, and uh, we went to this Chinese restaurant, and it was like a cold potato salad with shiitake mushrooms, and then she was like. Do you have honey chili chicken? And like, <laughs> no. Like, what about sweet and sour balls? And he was like, confusion, <laughs> no. China. And she was like, so bad. It was just like, she was just like, I don't like anything. And I was like, you tight. So we just had to get up and leave. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> you do need, you do miss it when you go to these places and you're like, why is, why is it not like home? Like why? I know. I know. kept asking for an iron brew at the chip shop. I was like, "Do you have any in the back?" He was like, "What are you talking about? Have you got any in the back?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, need it. You know, the grass isn't always greener. Scotland's an amazing place. It is. It's really good up here, or down here, or whatever you're listening to. You're in Antarctica. Um, <laughs> down here, yeah. Um. Oh well, shame, babes. But we had, yeah, we had that on. Actually, I tell lie as well on. Thursday I went down to London um on business because you know I'm a fa- fabulous high flyer and um high flyer and I uh, went out with my team in London and I'm not joking babes I might be still recovering from that actually because so I got up at 4am for the flight flew down in the morning straight into the office worked all day I think we worked till six o'clock at night roughly um as a team and then literally we went out for dinner um, and we didn't get home till 3am in the morning so I was up from 4am till 3am the next day and um, I was dying I'm too middle-aged for that now like oh, too middle-aged that's a good um, recover now <laughs> oof, I know but we had a really good time and then I had to get into the office the next morning and then we had to fly back to Edinburgh oh, I was I know. Like, fuck this but um 
it was good fun. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't regret it. I don't regret it. I mean, well, you can't pay a price on memories. <laughs> you definitely can, especially you when can. I've got videos of me doing the mac. I'm like, you can. There's there is a video floating about of us doing the macarena in this club. I oh my like, god, that's amazing. major Kathy Hilton vibes. Oh totally. Oh yeah, totally. I was like, let's do a conga line. <laughs> let's join in. Um, no, that's funny. You can put a price on memories, though. You're like, it's the left lobe of my liver. You can put a price on. <laughs> it's gone. Exactly. It's gone. Um. What I was going to say very briefly, I was on Twitter this morning, which I'm coming off of now that it's becoming some sort of like fascist, like whatever. And um, Lisa Rinna has been um, deleted off um, no. Twitter. Yeah, apparently. Because she she put up a, I mean, it was a joke, obviously, but she put up a threat to Kathy Hilton and somebody else. Basically, she's holding a gun and was like, tell me where Kathy Hilton is or something like that. That's and crazy. she's been deleted. <laughs> No, I know, but it's like I, I know like, I can see why she's not. That's quite funny. I was like, "You lost your fucking mind, you mad cow!" Oh, did you hear my city there? I don't understand. Hi, your city's always for kicking off. Um. Anyway, so basically, that's my only housewife check because we need to do housewife. Well, add it. We're gonna open. Open. We're gonna open. Is that our Patreon? Launch, launch, launch but right. um, so we will put our Bravo chat in there for anybody who loves it. But amazing, um, without further ado, shall we uh move on to our topic this week? Unless there's anything else you want to add, no, let's go for it, babes. I'm dying to hear this story. Oh or this so exciting! I went down the rabbit hole. So, this week, I was actually planning to do Salem Witch Trials and researched some of that ended up down the rabbit hole so far and looked back to home in Scotland. So I'm going to do the North Berwick Witch Trials, which I don't think Amazing. is very well known, if I'm totally honest. It isn't. It isn't. I know like, my I, daughter, I, I, one of my good friends is from North Berwick, so I, I've heard about it from her. But have you noticed how my colours changed on this screen? Yeah. So you look like an angel. I am. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I knew about it from there, but it's not that well known. And I kind of thought, oh, Salem's been done to death. Let's stick with home. Do you know actually? Um, in the village where I live, um, or the town where I live, sorry, um, there was actually the Witches of Scotland like thingy yeah, was here. I did. did you see that? Yeah. yeah. And so they've got like There's a, a special kind of like grave. Yeah. There's yeah, garden. Yeah. I didn't even know. I, n- I never noticed it. I would have gone down and seen it and stuff. So I'm going to go down at some point this week and see it. But I love all that shit. Absolutely. Do you think that you were a w- would have been a witch during this time? I mean, I was a woman, or so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are both and women. I'm a bit gobby. We're both women above the age of like twenty, which in that time, which. Absolutely. I was doing palm reading. Do you know, I've got like, I'm trying to get, oh, mm. I still owe somebody a palm read from down south. Um, shout out to my homies down south. Um, but like, so I did my own hands. Um, and I've got two lives, by the way, on here, but one of them it ended really quickly. So, oh, but God. when I did my friend's hand, she's got like loads of X's on her on her hand and she's also got there's this m shape that's on mine which suggests something magical as well m for magic but um sh- my friend who actually appeared on the podcast last week oh, or whenever yeah. we did that um 
she's got loads of healers marks oh like God. loads and loads of healers marks That's so anything. yeah totally oh so God. i was like oh we're all witches um do you know what send it to me because like you yeah. honestly because you've got two lifelines as well but one's <gasps> quite long have i ever told you about when my sister Hyranda went to go one of her friends is kind of like psychic stroke, stroke does palm reading and she went to read Amanda's and was like I'm not I'm not reading it for you because and she, Amanda was like just tell me and she was like your lifeline's really short like you're probably not gonna live past 50. Oh my god that's awful. I know. Amanda's like I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> She's like maybe I won't but you know what, living best life. And do you know, Amanda's made me promise, oh my God, touch food, but she's made me promise if she is in any way incapacitated that I will still crack her fingers for her and get her nails done. That's a great idea. And, uh, you know, these are the good ideas right now. You know, I was like, well, I hope you're never in that situation. But if you are, yes, I will still crack your fingers for you. Yeah, because here's another thing about my hand I was just thinking about, right? So I've got a really long lifeline for this life, but my brain is quite short. So I think I'm going to get oh. some dementia. Which one is your lifeline? The big long one. Oh, so I'm, po- I'm pointing at the screen, but like, see the one here? Like, it goes all the way down around your... Oh, mine's is quite long, but there's a f- there's three. Oh, you've had three lives. Yeah, but it's, it is quite long to be here. It goes like... That's quite good. But you see, if did you see this here? See this one that goes across that's the huh? brain and it should go all the way to here but mine's ends here oh okay mine's ends oh mine's ends there oh well you're lucky then well, maybe i'll still be that's why i'm good at when i'm 150 well i hope so but the nhs is going i probably will be <laughs> well what i mean it's not too it's not too short but i'm gonna start taking like fish oils more regularly now <laughs> And maybe yes. stop drinking when I'm 40. Watch all. You can cha- change your fate. Anyway, sorry, babe. So we kick off with yes. your fabulous tales. So because I started off initially doing Salem, I thought I'm going to keep a little bit in just to introduce kind of the witch trials in that period. So just a brief thing about the Salem witch trials. So they occurred in colonial Massachusetts. 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 I can between, never see it either. Between February 1692 and May 1693. During this period, over 200 people were accused of practicing witchcraft, which is the devil's magic. 30 people were found guilty and 20 in total were executed. 19 were executed <gasps> by hanging. Oh my God. Did you not know this? Is this new? I didn't know it was so many. So sorry, keep going. No. So 19 were executed by hanging. So this was 14 women and five men. Giles Corey, who was an English-born farmer, so he was born in Northampton, actually. Uh, He was accused of witchcraft along with his wife, Martha Corey. Martha Corey was arrested for witchcraft on March 19, 1692. That's my sister's birthday. Obviously not the 1692 part. Um, (laughs) Corey was so, like, kind of swept up in all the kind of hysteria going on around him that initially he believed the accusations against his wife Martha until they turned around and and, and accused him of the same and he realised it was BS. Um, <clears throat> so he was arrested on the charge of witchcraft alongside his wife and three other women 
Mary Warren, Abigail Hobbs and Bridget Bishop. There's always an Abigail, isn't there? The following day, um, they were all examined by authorities and Abigail accused uh, Giles of being a wizard. Um, And so they basically presented him with this, said they're going to charge him with being a wizard. He refused to plead guilty or not guilty. He refused to plead at all. And under uh, the state law at this time, if somebody refused to plead, then they couldn't necessarily be tried, if that makes sense. Or they couldn't mm-hmm. be sentenced to death if they can't, if they didn't say, I'm not guilty or I am guilty. However, there is a kind of cheat code for that. So if a person refuses to plead, they can't be tried, they can't be sentenced. But to avoid people at this point cheating, justice being served, a true crime there was a legal remedy and this was called pien forte et dure which is french for mm. forceful and hard punishment and in this process prisoners were stripped naked heavy boards were laid on their bodies and then rocks or boulders were laid on top of the wood and they were basically slowly slowly crushed fucking hell and a side note Elephants were used for this uh, in the Roman era and in Southeast Asia. Oh my god, that's awful. So he was subjected to this form of torture um, and he basically pleaded innocence at this point for the next three days being crushed slowly. Oh my god. Refused to admit guilt if he died after three days of being crushed slowly. A court transcript said... I saw the apparition of Giles Corey come and afflict me, urging me to write in his book. And so he continued most dreadfully to hurt me by times beating me and almost breaking my back till the day of his examination being the 19th of April. And then also during the time of his examination, he did afflict and torture me most grievously and also several times since urging me vehemently to write in his book. And I verily believe in my heart that Giles Corey is a dreadful wizard for since he has been in prison, he or his appearance has come and most grievously tortured me. Can I just make the point that there was not one mark of punctuation in that whole sentence? <laughs> I didn't notice. Like, reading that out, I was like... <laughs> punctuation out of fashion at this point in Massachusetts? <laughs> Who knows? So, yeah, basically it was... A grim time to be alive and uh, to be accused of being a witch. And he basically, he was one of 20 people who was killed in Massachusetts at this time. But witch hunts have been prevalent throughout history long before that. Um, and it can also be called witch purging. From 1450 to 1750 is the classical period of witch hunting. During this time, an estimated 35,000 to 50,000 died at the hands of witch hunters. Most recent witch hunting trials were in the 1800s in Europe. Shock. Why are we all the worst? Can't wait to be back in the EU again, though, but... um, According uh, to the oldest existing Egyptian kind of code Bible, uh, which was 18th century BC Mm -hmm. so super old the punishment for malevolent magic is addressed in this earliest code which is still preserved um, and it was used in both ancient Egypt and Babylonia and it played a kind of part in this 
hatred of anything magical or occult, you know, those types of things. Mm-hmm. So the Code of Hammurabi, Hammurabi um, states that if a man has put a spell upon another man and is not yet justified, he upon whom, whom the spell is laid shall go to the Holy River. Into the Holy River shall he plunge. If the Holy River overcomes him and he is drowned, the man who put a spell upon him shall take possession of his house. If the Holy River declares him innocent and he remains unharmed, the man who laid the spell shall be put to death. He that plunged into the river shall take possession of the house of him who laid the spell upon him. Bit confusing. But this is 18th century BC. How long ago was that? Shit long time ago. Um, It's quite interesting though, isn't it? Because as we've kind of learned, even in Edinburgh, uh, people accused of witchcraft were thrown into the Norlaw, which is now Princess Street Gardens. And it's like, if you think you were innocent, sorry about that. And if you survived, you were rich. So interestingly, you know, I was listening to that witchcraft podcast the other day there. Uh-huh. I, I never I never noticed this, but people always assume that even innocent people drowned. Um, but apparently that never happened. That's like a fallacy. Like they, if they did sink, was that when they were innocent? Yeah. Um, they did get pulled out apparently so that wasn't so that's like really? a total like myth and stuff yeah um and a bunch of professors said that in the podcast so it must be right or whatever I would always float though because I've got such big boobs I know that like isn't it to me it's wild that this was a long time ago in terms of like history this was like what the 1600s this is like written 18 centuries before the year zero. Oh yeah they probably died them they they, 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 they died them just, they probably they, died they died them they, did. They, died, they died them they did like <laughs> the fact that like even to this day we're still talking about something that was used that long ago mm. crazy um <clears throat> then in 186 bc the hebrew bible condemned sorcery deuteronomy 18 states no one shall be found among you who makes a son or daughter pass through fire who practices divination or is a soothsayer, a sorcerer, or sorcerer? Sorry. Sorcerer. Sorcerer. Why was I going to Essex there? So it's raw. Um, sorcerer. Sorcerer. <laughs> Jesus. Why can I not say that word? You guys know what I mean. <coughs> um, mm-hmm. Or one who casts spells, or one who consults ghosts or spirits, or who seeks oracles from the dead. For whoever who does these things is abhorrent to the Lord. Exodus prescribes, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. So the Bible doesn't love witches. And then in the 6th AD, um, the Getica of Jordans records a persecution and expulsion of witches amongst Goths. In a mythical account of the origin of the Huns um, and the ancient king Philomer is said to have found his people certain witches um, and suspecting these women he expelled them from his race and commanded them to be in solitary exile far away from him. So it basically threw these people to the swamps and said bye Felicia's because he thought they were witches. And then around the kind of sixth century fourth century in some texts there was a major christianization 
of the world. And as nobody will be surprised, the Christians were not for any witchcraft. They kind of equate it with devil worship. So this is where we kind of saw some of the the better known persecutions for people who were accused of witchcraft. And torture was permitted in a lot of places. It was permitted in ancient Rome. And throughout the kind of hundreds of years after that, there was definitely kind of some varying thoughts about witchcraft. So Pope Nicholas I, who was in year 866, completely prohibited the use of torture in the case of witchcraft. So he was kind of almost supportive about that. He said mm-hmm. nobody should be tortured if they're, you know, presumed to be a witch. And that kind of carried on until 1258 when Pope Alexander IV said that um, witchcraft couldn't be tortured unless they were related to hearsay, which obviously they are going to be related to hearsay because that's all that witchcraft is. So then witch hunts, the <laughs> urge, everyone takes place in it and um, the church became much less tolerant of these things and they, the Pope in 1484 spoke of correcting, imprisoning, punishing and chastising all the devil worshippers who have slain in- infants amongst other crimes to justify killing those who were accused of witchcraft. And the the Protestants at this time also stated that witchcraft was equal to wild satanic ritual parties in which there was naked dancing and cannibalistic infanticide. So, yeah, not, not a fantastic thing to be a witch. And then in Denmark, the burning of witches increased um, and... Christian IV of Denmark in particular completely, completely drunk on power, encouraged the practice of burning witches at the state. And that's kind of how it came over here, right? You'll probably yeah, get totally. to it. Yeah. So in the northern Norway, the most severe witchcraft trials took place. And it was generally from 1600 to 1692, which is around the time <clears throat> that Salem started to do the same. And um that we kind of inherited this in Scotland when in 1542 there were 70 people were accused of witchcraft in Scotland and it was because James the Sixth of Scotland who shared um, the Danish king's interest in witch trials travelled to Denmark and he met his what would be his future wife Anne and um, he became fascinated with witchcraft and actually published a witch hunting manual called Demonology. And uh, he published this and basically scaremongered the Scottish nation against witches. So basically all of this in a roundabout way to discuss what actually happened in North Berwick in 1590. So the North Berwick witch trials in 1590, a number of people in East Lothian, so North, in North Berwick, which is a bloody lovely place, by the way. I know. Eastlothian's lovely. Real, real estate there, gal. Mm. Um, yeah, so they were, in 1590, um, people were accused of witchcraft, and it was in St Andrew's Old Kirk in North Berwick, and it was on Halloween night or All Hallows' Eve. This was the kind of first major witchcraft trial in Scotland, and it was completely sensationalised by the press at the time and the, you know there's all this kind of regal involvement with 
King James of Scotland and the, the King of Denmark, they were all involved, so totally sensationalised. Um, so when King James VI sailed back to Scotland after meeting the, the King of Denmark, they experienced terrible storms and uh, they had to actually stop before they continued travelling. And there was this kind of thought that they had been cursed by witches. Mm. So he comes back all guns ablaze and ready to accuse people. And <laughs> um, oh, it's a bit of a worker, to be honest. Just not getting great rides from him. So I was going to say, James VI, James VI of Scotland and First of England, do you know he's actually considered to be quite a scholarly king? And, like, obviously mm. because he, like, converted the Bible into English and stuff like that, like, it made, made sure that more people are able to read and learn to read and things like that. So I'm always, like, pure, like, pissed off about the witchcraft um, movement in Scotland that was, like, incentivized by him because it's, like, he would have been a brilliant king, on a whole, if it hadn't been for this, do you know what I mean? Because apparently you, he was like, "Have you seen the witch hunting manual that he did as his dissertation, demonology?" I've not seen it. No, I know I must watch it. I look at it. So yeah, so King James, like you said, has great promising sides to him, but it's also a massive wanker in other ways. <laughs> and I know we have like the magic of hindsight to look back, but it's just crazy that this was allowed. Um, yeah, so. As I said, they when on the return to Scotland experienced terrible storms, and at this point there was witch trials kind of reviving in Denmark, and there was also witch trials in Germany going on. Um, and overall, they they ran over two years. Um, the witch trials in North Berwick, and they implicated over seventy people. One of these included Francis Stewart, who is the fifth Earl of Bothwell. He was charged with high treason, and he was a notorious kind of conspiracy theorist at the time. And he tried to lead and kind of succeeded several uprisings against King James VI. Francis Stewart, the guy that got accused of high treason's maternal uncle is James Hepburn. And he was a chief suspect in the murder of Lord Darnley. Oh, the king's dad. Mm -hmm. Mm, Interesting. So... Uh, yeah, Francis was charged with trying to uh, kill King James through sorcery. And he was imprisoned in Edinburgh Castle on the 15th of April, 1591. And these events kind of rose through the marriage of James to the Anne of Denmark. They had tried to sail over, she had tried to sail over, sorry, from Denmark, but there was three storms, three separate occasions that they had attributed to him. Totally went down the rabbit hole that this was witchcraft. Um, the same weather caused an accident in the River Forth, drowning Jane Kennedy, who James had appointed to be the chief of Anne's ladies in waiting at the time. So he is just basically convinced that this guy's a witch. And um, he's imprisoned, Francis is imprisoned at this point in Edinburgh Castle. He broke out of Edinburgh Castle on the 22nd of June, so after just over two months of imprisonment, while the king was away at another wedding. And he initially fled south, but basically jumped about the whole country. He was seen in Kelso, he was seen in Aberdeen. He broke into Hollywood Palace in December of that year as an attempt to kind of have a rational conversation with uh, James VI. But he was again accused of attempting to kill the king and his wife Anne. Anybody supporting Francis at this time was captured and they were sentenced to death. Um, eventually he would be acquitted, but the condition was that he must go into exile. 
So initially he went north, he went to Caithness, he went to Orkney, but eventually he settled in Normandy in France. So he actually survived the accusations, but the witches that were accused allegedly held their covens in Old Kirk Breen, which is part of what would be the harbour area of North Berwick now. The confessions were extracted by horrendous torture, and this was done in the old toll booth in Edinburgh. Mm. And uh, like I said, James the Sixth at this time and just after wrote a dissertation on witchcraft and necromancy titled Demonology. And it's a philosophical dissertation on contemporary necromancy and its historical relationships between various methods of divination used from ancient black magic. It endorses witch hunting strongly. This book is believed to be the main source used by William Shakespeare in the creation of Macbeth. Many rituals and quotes can be linked to the book, and he was said to be quite inspired by the Scottish trials at this time in North Berwick. So more than 100 suspected witches in North Berwick were arrested. Uh, several confessed under torture to having met with the devil at night in churches. They devoted themselves to evil, including poisoning King James, other members of his household, attempting to sink the king's ship. Again, we'll take this all with a pinch of salt because these poor people are being horrendously tortured in order to coerce his confession. Um, and he wrote to his friend at this point to say that these were the worst sorts of witches. So a couple of kind of significant accused people that I read about um, were one was Agnes Samson, and another was Dr. John Fian. So, oh, these are these are quite grim. So I'm going to chuck a wee trigger warning in here. If you don't like talking of horrendous torture and how they killed them, skip ahead. Just I would stop listening now, to be honest with you, because it doesn't get any better. <laughs> um, so Dr. John Fian was a headmaster and scholar in Preston Pants. And he was accused of witchcraft. And he suffered horrendous torture to get his confession. So skip ahead if you don't want to hear this. So he had his fingernails forcibly extracted. Oh! And had iron pins inserted into his nail beds. Fuck. Ooh. Then he had the pilly winks, which was a thumb crushing device stuck into his fingers. And then he had what was known colloquially as the boot, which was basically a device that would crush your feet until they're so small that you can't even walk. Apparently he endured the torture without crying out in pain. So after all of this horrendous torture, he was taken to Castle Hill put in a cart, uh, strangled, and then his body was burnt. The cost of his execution was £5, 18 shillings, 2D in old money. Another one is uh, Agnes Sampson. So she was the, actually the oldest to be accused um, of witchcraft. And um, she's kind of like a, a looked upon as kind of a hero. Uh, she was accused of being a witch, but she was known as a very kind, respected, humble, elderly lady. So she was a very well-known, respected figure and um, was brought before King James and a council of nobles um, being accused of witchcraft. She completely, vehemently denied 
all of the charges, but obviously was coerced into confessing with severe torture. And by special commandment, her head and body hair was shaved. Again, skip forward if you don't want to hear torture here. She was fastened to the wall of her cell by a witch's bridle. An iron instrument with four sharp prongs was forced into her mouth so that two prongs pressed against the tongue and the other two against the cheeks. She was kept without sleep and thrown with a rope on her head. After all of this, eventually this is when she was coerced to confess to 53 indictments of witchcraft against her. She was strangled and burned at the stake as a witch. And apparently during these coerced confessions, she confessed to attending a Sabbath with 200 witches. So these are just a few of the like witches that I had read about. Another one is a lady called Barbara Napier. Barbara Napier came from a good family and she had married, married a book dealer at the time called George Kerr. And um, George died in France. And then she remarried Archibald Douglas, whose brother was the Laird of Corrigal. And they had a daughter called Janet. And uh, this lady, she accused so many witches of, uh, well, quote-unquote witches at this time. And she caused the rest of many. And one of them was this lady, Barbara Napier. And she accused her of using witchcraft to kill her husband, Archibald Douglas. He was reported to have died from a disease so strange that there was no cure or remedy. And he died... In Dalkey. Oh, that's somewhere. And um, Napier had uh, kind of bought charms to help with her own, own health and was quite keen on like holistic things to help her husband and to help others. And obviously, people run with it, think she's a witch. And um, he ordered the chancellor to have physicians examine her to see if she was pregnant. If she wasn't pregnant, then she was to be burnt and publicly disemboweled. Jesus Christ. I feel like I'm ruining James the Sixth now for you. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit. Um, and then basically she was killed um for what's the word? Conspiring to kill the king. He's very paranoid, this king, right? Regicide very paranoid so um well i don't think he, he didn't have a particularly great upbringing because you think about his father was murdered and his mum was beheaded by elizabeth the first so it's like not the best start what this bitch needs isn't like you know some meds <laughs> some meds for so, sure just a quick ghosty bit before we wrap up so just before we get into the ghosty bit actually our our queen nicholas sturgeon the First Minister of Scotland in March of this year apologised for the persecution of alleged witches in the 16th, 17th and 18th century. This is the first time a government official has apologised. Do you know what, though? It was spurred on by, I've told you before, by the podcast and movement Witches of Scotland, which is an excellent podcast, by the way. Um, But they... it's really good and they they cover all these different trials and stuff and they kind of force the hand as well like obviously fabulous and nicholas surgeon did this but there was a whole movement and stuff like that that Mm. these women created and stuff um so to this day poor agnes samson so that's a kind of elderly lady 
um, that was shaved from head to toe. It all just seems super unnecessarily gruesome, all of the witch mm. stories. So she is still seen roaming about Hollywood Palace to this day. She is bald when people see her. Um, and she's been seen from the time of her execution through to today. As recently as 2014, there was a repairs man working late in Hollywood Palace and he was trying to repair a broken lock. He saw bald Agnes appear from the end of a well-lit corridor. And she limped towards him in very slow movements and appeared to be in agony. He screamed in terror and at this point she disappeared. She was also seen in the 90s when the Chancellor of Germany visited Hollywood Palace and a young German diplomat was seen running out of the office, terrified, when asked why he said he had seen a naked and transparent apparition apparition, apparition. floating midair with outstretched arms and it's just so heartbreaking to think that even in the afterlife that Agnes is still in agony and still in pain. I hope she's not. Maybe it's just like, you know, she comes back for like to scare the shit out of people, residual energy or whatever. Um, And I love that it's men. Maybe she's like, fuck you guys. Mm -hmm. Um. So people have kind of wondered whether she has appeared to King James at, at some point in the form of poetic justice because um, apparently he was living in Hollywood and quickly left without a trace and went to live in London. So people wondered if she forced him out. And if, you know what? I fucking hope she did. Totally. I hope Absolutely. She, I hope she shat on his pillow. <laughs> so we're going to end it there I hope you guys enjoyed the, the journey with me through to Salem and then North Berwick it, it was so vast that you know like you said the podcast which is Scotland etc would be the best place it's it, it's it's such it's a huge point of like history both in the every, well everywhere over that period and stuff like that but in Scotland particularly it's endless like there's another podcast that um I love it's like I listen to it I've actually listened to it like 19 times or whatever and um, it's called Witch Hunt and it's from BBC Radio Scotland and they but they spread it across like seven episodes and they went into like a lot of detail about it and stuff like that and it's just something that's it's hard to cover but that was a good summary of like a specific time like a specific part of that movement as well I say movement like what's another word to describe it like fevered I don't know like hysteria I suppose yeah yeah, absolutely and also like this is just such a small part of history like the fact that it goes back I am still so shook when I think about the fact that like 1800 BC 1700 BC that this shit was happening totally and it still happened for thousands of years after it and it's how many people were killed wrongfully yeah totally by the way um you know the weird thing about it is like paganism was like the predominant like religion and ancient Celtic like you know in Scotland and Ireland and stuff and like paganism is all about like worshipping like the forest like man like almost like manifesting like goodwill working with it's herbs so, like, plants things like isn't it and it's nature like, yeah it's nature focused and like christmas is a pagan festival yeah exactly and so is halloween it's like it's and you're just like because i i always find it 
like well i don't think that christianity has helped in any like part of the world or whatever but like it's like basically i mean that was why it was like it was like biblical kind of like oh all that type of like persecution of witches came from that whereas actual paganism kind of endorses that kind of way of life as long as it's not malevolent as you say but like it's just weird how we flipped from being really into that type of thing to not <laughs> like it's scaremongering isn't it they use it to scaremonger let's call it yeah thing. but this it's is like a funny point thing. to use the quote from carlton from a uh, real housewives of beverly hills she's like i'm not going to the dark side not again oh, bring back carlton honestly she's so funny and good so sorry they might have like noisy noisy like big exhaust cars that keep driving past me in Auckland can you hear them I heard that one go every night every night we know you've got a small dick car doesn't need to tell me you don't need to tell us we're talking about witches in here but um thank you for such a good episode I really enjoyed it um my ability to speak is uh, profoundly impaired (laughs) You're maybe just a slowly bit hungover from like your like Battered you. as always give us a wee follow on instagram at is this place wanted podcast please send us your stories but thank you for listening as always guys and we will see you next week Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.